You're listening to Auburn Opelika this morning. I'm Zach Blackerby, and joining me now in studio are friends from VCOM, Dr. Annie Kirby and Dr. Claire Kranz. Good morning. How are we doing? We're doing wonderful. Thanks for having us. Of course. Of course. So you guys were already teaching me so many things before we turned the microphones on, but uh, it's talking about uh, culinary medicine and and all the programs and projects kind of happening within that realm at VCOM. It sounds exciting. It is very exciting. So we are doing a collaboration with uh, the medical students at VCOM and the nursing students from Auburn University to teach them a little bit more about healthy cooking and how to apply that to their future practice. Right. And so, I mean, the, the studies that go into this, I mean, this is a very, this is something that's very easy to apply to everyday life because we all eat multiple times a day. So, I mean, this, this is super important. It is super important, and it's something, like you said, we do all the time, every single day, but we commonly don't think about because we have a lot of other things to think about throughout the day. So we want to create lessons to teach them how to do it really simply and easily, and again, something they can share with their future patients. Dr. Kranz, I mean, as as uh, as you kind of approach this topic, I mean, what is uh, what are some of the key takeaways that you've had for all of this to take to your patients? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest, um, you know, kind of take home here is the way that food interacts with our health. Um, it can cause disease for sure that we know a lot about, but it can also prevent disease. Um, and so there's, you know, different kind of mindset that we should have when we think about the way that we eat and what those interactions have with our body. How do you tell the patient that, that may have, you know, a, a bad a, a, a bad habit of eating bad food, I mean, it's so easy to just grab something super quick, whether it's fast food or, or something fried, or you sit down and, and, and you look at a menu and like most of these things are just terrible for you. I mean, what, uh, what do those conversations typically look like? Yeah, that's a great question, too. So a lot of it honestly has to do with understanding and kind of what we went back to earlier is just the understanding, the principles of food and what's in front of you. And a lot of patients don't know. They don't aren't aware of the benefits and the negative Im implications of different types of food and what those choices are. Um, and so on most fast food menus, there are items that are better options than others. And sure. so just educating and um, kind of un having that conversation where the patients understand what choices they're making and what that longer term impact has, um, that's where we need to start. And then from there, we can build all of the other behaviors and bring that into the home and the way that we prepare our food at home. Dr. Kirby, are, are there any like... Um... I guess miss as far as like okay you know these foods are good for you and then you look at them you're like eh, not not really oh there are lots of misconceptions and myths out there that um, come up pretty often there's some popular ones there are some popular ones of course I mean we know all about all the fad diets and commonly with a lot of fad diets there's a lot of restrictions so you know they'll tell you sometimes you can only have half a cup of sweet potatoes or some other type thing yeah um, but and we obviously have heard the term superfoods before but <laughs> we need to recognize that you know all foods especially foods that are super brightly colored are just packed full of nutrients mm -hmm. um, but even foods like breads and meats and things like that are also have nutrients. So it's about not necessarily prescribing to those myths, but recognizing that if you have a lot of variety in your diet, that you're going to be getting all the different nutrients that you really need. So you called out superfoods there, at least the term. Is, mm -hmm. that, is that just not a thing? Is that just a marketing ploy that people do? 
Yeah, I think it would be considered a marketing ploy. I mean, there are certainly foods that have higher nutrient contents than other. We call them nutrient-dense foods. Sure. But, you know, you could call broccoli, you could call bananas, you could call any of those foods superfoods as well because they are also nutrient-packed. Sure. We're joined this morning by Dr. Annie Kirby and Dr. Claire Kranz, uh, our friends from VCOM. We continue our conversation next. We're joined in studio this morning by Dr. Annie Kirby and Dr. Claire Kranz. With um, with our friends from VCOM and just kind of continuing our conversation about um, some of the culinary medicine uh, research that you guys are doing. I mean, talking about going into to, you know studying medicine, knowing that nutrition is so important, and then when you get out into the real world and, and practicing. Um, that's something that seems to, to slip a little bit. Is that right? Absolutely. So most students who are going into some type of healthcare professional um, school recognize that nutrition is really, really important. But because sometimes it's not emphasized within their schooling, or even if it is emphasized, it's around a whole lot of other subject matter they have to learn, it gets deprioritized when they actually move out to start counseling patients. So very few physicians, very few healthcare professionals actually feel comfortable enough to provide nutrition counseling to patients. Why, uh, why do you think that is? I think, again, because when you're taking care of an individual, there are so many factors that you have to consider that nutrition just kind of goes to the bottom of the barrel when it comes to patient care. Sure. And, and I mean, that's such an important thing just because we talked about it last segment. You deal with it every single day, every few hours. It's something you're putting something into your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think also sometimes nutrition gets considered as more of a like home economics type topic and not necessarily a health topic yeah. when it's really crucial to optimizing our health. And so we don't, again, prioritize it in the patient care as much as we do as something like pharmaceutical care, exercise, options like that. And Dr. Kranz, I mean, we were talking over the break, uh, when you are interacting with, with some of your patients or clients uh, about um, how folks can kind of get, uh, I don't know, a few tips and tricks as far as um, how they can get more healthy nutrition in their life. Absolutely. About 60% of all Americans have some chronic illness and about 40% have more than one chronic illness. And we find that in most of those cases, food plays a big role in their overall um, outcomes and achieving that, you know, lifestyle modifications in order to improve quality of life. Um, And so if we can start small with individual conversations at every appointment, then over time we'll be able to have a better impact on those on those patients. Um, A lot of those things can start small from like how you approach the grocery store, how you shop in the grocery store. Um, There's a lot of uh, science behind grocery stores and um, if you can put health, if you start on the outside of the grocery store, that's where you see all your produce and your um, a little bit healthier options. There's not labels typically, so there's not as many, you know, kind of flashy items. But if you can pack in as much of that into your grocery cart, then you're less likely to put in the ultra processed foods as well. And we find that a lot of time those, if you base your diet around ultra processed foods um, and fewer fresh produce, then we can end up having, um, you know, more issues with managing those chronic illnesses long term. Um, So if we can start small with some of those tips and those little tricks on, um, then, you know, hopefully we'll be able to build better habits. I mean, so much of this when you're shifting from, you know, maybe an unhealthy eating lifestyle to, you know, a more uh, nutrient filled diet. I mean, a lot of that is mental and emotional. 
right? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. So one thing that we need to charge our um, students with and the way that we approach our patients is understanding where our patients are coming from. Like, what do they like to eat? What are their um, cultural background? What do they grow up eating? What do they know how to cook? And when we learn where our patients are coming from, then we can use that information combined with those tips and tricks that we've taught um, in order to hopefully, you know, kind of give different perspectives on how to approach food and how to approach your health. Sure. I think so many people view food as something like uh, an escape or, you know, you get off of work after a long day and you just want to, you know, I I deserve this, you know, half a gallon of ice cream or, you know, I I deserve whether it's a beer or, you know, a, a sugary beverage, whatever it may be. Is that the right way to, to look at what you put into your body? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, people do use food commonly as a kind of a coping mechanism uh, right. because we know that it can make us feel better. Um, it obviously affects the brain, and there's a connection there. But at the end of the day, it's about recognizing how food makes you feel, not just in that acute moment right after work, but long term. And commonly when we binge on a half a gallon of ice cream, you feel really strong and good in that moment, and then 30 minutes later, you might be feeling... Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's about recognizing how food makes you feel all throughout the day. And food, honestly, should make you feel full and satisfied, but energized. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't bring you down. It shouldn't make you feel heavy. Um, it shouldn't provide a whole lot of distress to the GI system. So it's just about, again, kind of adjusting that mindset a little. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hear a lot of folks say, you know, you, you need to view food as, like, fuel for your body. And... I think that's hard for some people to get to that point. Absolutely. And it is fuel. And I mean, we all know we're all tired every day, right? We're all very busy people. We have a lot of brain fog and we have a lot of fatigue. But what we put in our body each day can really help with that feeling because you should feel energized and it should be able to fuel you. And not just the macronutrients, not just the carbohydrates, the fat and the protein, but all of those other micronutrients that you get from a lot of whole foods, they're going to help to actually help you utilize those nutrients in your body to give you fuel. We're joined this morning by our friends from VCOM, Dr. Annie Kirby and Dr. Claire Kranz. We wrap up our conversation in just a moment right here on Auburn Opelika this morning. Final few minutes of this hour of Auburn Opelika this morning. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined in studio by Dr. Annie Kirby with VCOM and Dr. Claire Kranz with Auburn University's School of Nursing. And Dr. Kirby, over the break, you were talking about uh, an elective that will be offered to some students uh, that you've been working on. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. So we are doing elective for the medical and nursing students to come together. And this is going to be a culinary medicine elective where they will go through some modules that look at the connection between the culinary arts, nutrition, and, of course, a lot of the disease states their patients are facing. But the cool thing about this elective is that it will be all hands-on. So we're actually going to get them in the kitchen. We're going to have them cooking a lot of these recipes we're going to be talking about, you know, kind of the easier ways to do this and the ways that they can then approach this type of action with their patients in the clinic setting. That's cool. That's cool. So what kind of uh, what kind of recipes will they be working on? So they'll be looking, working on a lot of recipes that have a lot of whole foods, um, things that are lean in protein but high in vegetables, a lot of complex carbohydrates. And we tend to get really intimidated by those types of foods, so we're going to be showing them really easy ways to work with them in the kitchen setting. That's cool. And so from the, from the nursing side of this, do you guys approach it the same way or is it kind of a different perspective? 
Yeah, so the uh, nurse practitioner students will actually be taking the this course as well. So there's the mindset here is the way that we are, um, as a provider standpoint, um, approaching the conversations that we have with our patients. So the nursing um, setup is a little bit different more, more than anything because we're still semester-based um, at Auburn, so our um, semesters look a little bit different between the two right. co uh, colleges. Um, but the content is uh, essentially the same. And our goal at the end is that we can show our providers, our physicians and our nurse practitioners, um, that food isn't hard. It's not hard to make a lot of these recipes. We can um, pack in a lot of complex flavors with things that people historically think are like yucky, healthy foods. And <laughs> that's not the case. And I want to show you how. And I want to show you that these recipes can be very simple and very easy. So if we can have hands-on experience um, as our you know, providers and training, then when we get out into the community setting and we talk to our patients and talk to our community, we can show them some more healthy options, easy ways to do it um, that are still very flavorful and filling. How often does nutrition and diet come up when somebody goes in just for like a, a regular checkup? I mean, is this something that um, you guys are preparing your future nurses for, for things like that? So then if they're like, hey, you know, maybe try some of these things at home, is that is that the purpose here? That is Absolutely the purpose. Um, I will say as of right now, the conversation does not happen as frequently as, as it should. Um, it typically is um, kind of an afterthought, as we were describing earlier. Um, most appointments really focus on, like, what are, your, what are your current states and your current symptoms? What do your labs look like? What medications are you on? And out the door you go. Um, and the goal here is to shift that focus and include medicine um, and food in that same conversation. Food can be a prescription just as a, you know, a medication or a pill can be. And so we want to have those conversations simultaneously. And one of the reasons we really want to pull in nursing into this conversation is a lot of times when you as a patient call into your clinic because you're not feeling well, the person that calls you back is a nurse. Mm -hmm. And so we want those nurses to understand the language that our dietitian friends are you know, using so that we can support the education that they've already received and we can really enhance that um, action and those you know, lifestyle changes in order to improve your overall quality of life. Dr. Kirby, how do you anticipate that shift happening uh, from, from your point of view? So I agree. Um, I think the thing that we really want to do is have the same conversations, have the physician having the same conversation, the nursing having the same conversation, and the dietitian having the same conversation with the patient so they're not getting a ton of information that is all conflicting. And yeah. that's what we're having right now. There's a lot of misinformation out there. And so by working together, recognizing the roles that each of these healthcare professional plays and having them speak the same language to their patients about these recommendations, will overall improve just patient care. Sure, absolutely. Dr. Annie Kirby with VCOM and Dr. Claire Kranz with Auburn University School of Nursing. Thank you guys so much for stopping by the studio this morning. I really appreciate it. This yeah, is great. Thank you thank for having you. us. And that just about does it for today's edition of Auburn Opelika this morning, this week's edition of Auburn Opelika this morning. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend lined up ahead of them. We will be back Monday morning at 6 o'clock. Have a fantastic day, everyone, and get back to work.